everybody. It is your boy John Bonjourno coming back at you guys with another episode of the Locksmith Podcast for this weekend's upcoming UFC card, Volkov versus Rosenstrike. Uh, before we get started with the picks, I just want to say I'm sorry. I have not uploaded a podcast in a long time. Uh, I just got done with finals for school, and then there was no card last week. So it was kind of, you know, uh, it was tough for me to do it during finals, and I didn't want to have to do it. So, um, you know, I, I, I am back now, though, for the summer. Um, and I can guarantee we have 10, we have 10 cards coming up in a row and I, I think we're going to be able to do all 10 cards. Um, I'll probably have some guests on, uh, wink, wink. Um, and I think it's going to be a good, good summer for us. Um, so just to recap the last few cards, um, last card was home versus Vieira. We ended up down two units. Um, if home won that decision, which I think she did and a lot of other people do, we would have been up, I think eight or nine units, um, which sucks. Um, you know, definitely not great. I, I'm not mad at the bet. I, I would have taken that every time. Um, Blahovich and Rakic, we hit our best bet in. We hit our best bet last uh, last card as well. I believe we finished up in Blahovich and Rakic. Yeah, we did. Um, so now we go to Volkov and Rosenstrike. Uh, not the best card in the world, truthfully, but it'll play, I guess. You know, it's it's something. Uh, and then you know we get into good cards. After that, you know, we have UFC 275 next week, Cater versus Evan after that, uh, and then, you know, another okay fight night, but has some sleeper good cards on it after that, and, you know, then whatever, whatever. We're looking too far into the future. Let's talk about this weekend. Uh, so we got a 14-fight slate this weekend. Uh, first fight, Aaron Blanchfield, JJ Aldridge. We got Blanchfield coming in at minus 550. The price is warranted. Um, I think she's much better than JJ Aldridge, but it's, Blanchfield's a lot younger I believe she's only 24 years old. Aldridge is a veteran. Um, but with J.J. Aldridge, you kind of know what you're going to get. She beat Jillian Robertson in the last one. We took her in that one. She beat Demopoulos in that, that uh, fight before that. She beat Casey Kenny. But she lost to, like, you know, Mazzo. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think Blanchfield's just... I think Blanchfield's really, really good. She's got an 8-1 record. Beat Miranda Maverick and, and whatnot. Um... Yeah, she's 23 years old. She's from New Jersey. Um, yeah, I think I think she's a better fighter here. I think she's going to win. Um, I'm going to say by a decision. Um, you know, she puts out better accuracy on the feet and on the mat. So I'm going to go with Erin Blanchfield. And sorry if you hear my dog's claws. I just didn't want to leave her. Uh, didn't want to leave her upstairs alone. Uh, next we have in the next fight we have Renat. Fakret Dinov and Andreas Mikolaitis. Um, I'm going to go with Renat, uh, the Russian. He's an 18 and 1 uh, fighter, but kind of, I mean, he's fought, you know, fought hands. This is his first UFC fight. But he's actually a finisher. Uh, out of his 18 wins, he's finished uh, 16 of them, which is very impressive. He's 30 years old. And Mikolaitis doesn't really move the needle. He got knocked the fuck out by Alex Pereira. In his last fight, I don't know how that's going to affect him. And he really hasn't fought the best competition outside of that. You know, he's 1-2 and two in the UFC. And I do think he's going to get knocked out uh, in this fight against Renat. Um, you know, we don't even have really a tail of the tape on Renat. So I don't know, you know, height, reach, whatever. But I, I do think that Renat, uh, from what I have seen on him, is better. But I, once again, it's... Mikolaitis can grapple him hard, Um and, and, you know, win like he did against Pereira the first round. But I'm going to go with Renat. 
Uh, I think that's a safer play. He is a minus 270. And once again, these are not bets I'm making. These are just picks. Uh, if you want the bets, they're on my Twitter at UFC underscore locksmith. Um, this week's card was free because we were down last week or last card. So uh, I'm going to give this one to you guys for free, of course. You know, that's my policy. So once again, these are not the bets. If you want the bets, head over there and check it out. Uh, next fight, we have uh, Jeff Molina versus uh, Zalgas Zumigalov. Uh, these, these fucking Russian names. Um, I'm going Jeff Molina here. Jeff Molina is uh, minus 190 favorite. I think you watch the guy's fights. He's exciting. He, he puts out a good, puts out a really, really good pace. Um, he is 5-0 and in his last five, three of them in the UFC. He beat uh, Daniel Da Silva in his last fight, who's a guy who I really like. Um, and I think he's actually a pretty quality fighter uh, for the flyweight division. I think he's an exciting fighter. I think he could be a top top fifteen guy. You look at you know Zagalas. He lost by knockout to Manel Cap. Not the worst loss. Um, lost to Harley and Paiva. Not a bad loss. He beat Jimmy, uh, Jerome Rivera, but you know I don't know. I just don't. I think Jeff Molina is a bit clear here. I think he's a better fighter, and the odds reflect that. And I, I do think he's going to win. I'm going to say by third round TKO. Next fight in the bantamweight division, a close one between eleven and one Johnny Munoz and twenty-two and seven Tony Gravely. Um, this fight, pretty much, it's like if Gravely can get it to the mat, uh, he'll have success here. Uh, he averages seven takedowns per fight per fifteen minutes, um, and you know you look at some of the guys he's fought, not the best level of fighters. I mean, you know, he actually beat Chris Matinho. Uh, the guy Sean O'Malley beat the shit out of. Um, yeah, I mean, he hasn't really... Uh, I mean, Simon Oliveira's not bad. But then you look at, you know, Johnny Munoz, who he's fought. I mean, you know, nothing uh, nothing impressive. And he's 1-1 one and one in the UFC. Um, this is tough. This is a really tough one. This is a close one to call, but I'm going to go Gravely. Um, I think the grappling, usually in fights, um, you know, where you're... Where you don't know, you know, between two level guys, you always, I feel like, you know, cardio, grappling, those are the things you take in those fights, and I, I kind of like him at this number. So I'm going to go Tony Gravely here by decision. Next one, Nicholas Solte and Benoit Saint-Denis. Saint-Denis coming in at minus 160, Solte coming in at plus 135. Um, so this is interesting, right? I think that Saint-Denis is the better fighter, but I don't think he should be minus 160. Uh... You know, ugh, shit. I mean, you know, when you lose, Solte's 0-2 in the UFC. He's lost to Jared Gooden and um, Ramazan Emiv, yeah, however the hell you say his last name, Emiv. And then you look at, you know, you look at a guy like Benoit Saint-Denis, 0-1 in the UFC, um, was, you know, 8-0 prior, and he had his good takedowns, but... I don't think he's that much better than Solce here. And I'm going to take a shot in the dark on Solce. Um, I think he has what it takes to get it done. You know, uh, he's you know he's got a reach advantage here, a height advantage. Um, and so St. Denise, you know, has good grappling, has good submission skills. But I, I don't think Solce's takedown defense is that bad. So I'm going to take the shot here as a value play at plus 135 because I do think he should be more like the plus... 105 plus 110 range as a pick em. So yeah, I'm going to go Solte just for the value. 
All right, next fight, we got uh, Dan Argetta and Damon Jackson. Damon Jackson coming in as a huge minus 600 favorite. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree. Damon Jackson is a veteran of this game. He's been there, done that. He's fought Ilya Teporia, uh, who is a guy, in my opinion, would be a future champion. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely fought, you know, definitely, you know, Kamala Kirk is, eh, Charles Rosa's not bad. He's fought some decent guys, and then uh, Argetta has, I believe, not fought, yeah, he has not fought in the UFC. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Damon Jackson's wrestling is going to take, uh, you know, gonna gonna give Argetta some problems. Um, they're they, you know Argetta's wrestling is not awful either. He trains at Jackson Wink. He's not bad, um, but I do think that Damon Jackson is gonna get a sub here late in the third round. So that's the prediction for that fight. Uh, next one's interesting, right? Joe Selecki and uh, Joe Selecki and Alex da Silva. Uh, Alex da Silva is a striker. Joe Selecki is a grappler. If this fight gets to the mat, Joe Selecki won by submission. If the fight stays on the feet, I think De Silva's going to get a finish by knockout. De Silva's last fight, Brad Riddell lost. Uh, Kazula Vargas he beat. Kazula Vargas is a can. Um, you know, we know that. And then his other fight in the UFC was against Yakolev. He lost by submission. You look at Joe Selecki, uh, beat Jim Miller, beat Matt Wyman, lost to Jared Gordon in a split decision. That was a close fight. Uh, lost to Nicholas Mota, who's a good fighter. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Joe Selecki by sub here. And I think the odds on that are like plus 400 or plus 300. Whatever the odds may be. I think it's close. Uh, I think it's good value. Um, and I just, like I said, in these type of fights, I, I usually take the grappler most of the time, except for that Salsa and Benoit St. Denise one. But here I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take Selecki. And I think he's a good play, especially, I want to know what that submission prop is. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm going to take. All right, next fight. Carolina Kolakiewicz and Felice Herring. Um, guys, if you want to be completely honest with you, so Felice Herring is 2-3 in her last five, one of them being against Kolakiewicz, and she's lost three in a row. And then you look at Kolakiewicz, who is 0-5 in her last five. He's, she's lost to you know Andraj, Watterson, Alexa Grasso, Jan Janan. Um, so if you want to be completely honest, I couldn't give a shit about this fight. I don't care about this fight. It's two low-level girls. Um, I, I couldn't care. You know, this is why women's MMA sucks. And, like, you just gotta take a shit during this fight. Grab a snack. Do whatever. You know, go get dinner. Don't watch it. I'll go with Kolakiewicz. I don't care. On to the next fight. Alonzo Menafield, Askar Mazarov. This is interesting. A lot of people are taking Yonderzog Mazarov here. Um, he's from Ukraine, so maybe he'll fight with a little bit of chip on his shoulder because of the war and everything. I get it. But Alonzo Menafield's a really good fighter, guys. I feel like people just don't appreciate Alonzo Menafield. Like, the guy has an 11-3 record, and you look at who he's fought. William Knight, Fabio Sharon, Ovin St. Peru, Devin Clark. Like, these aren't great names, but he knocked out Paul Craig. That's a good win. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like people start, you know... Like, this guy, Mazarov, he's fought cans. He's literally fought cans. You look at his record, I don't know one name. And I watch a lot of MMA, and I, I don't know one name. The guy's been knocked out four times, sub seven times. He's going to get knocked out for a fifth time this weekend. Alonzo Menafield's going to knock him out. Book that one. Um, you got to take a guy, like, you got to take the guy who, uh, you know, who we've seen do it before. And that's what I'm taking. I, I can't take a guy 
who we've never seen do it before and has fought cans and has been knocked out four times, sub seven times. How good do you think this guy really is if he's fought cans and, and still been sub seven times? Alonzo Menafield in that fight. Easy. Next fight on the card, flyweight fight between a really entertaining fighter, Oday Osborne and uh, Zaruka Dashev. Oday Osborne coming in at a minus 190 favorite. I think that price is warranted. He's got an eight-inch reach advantage. Um, he's a big flyweight in terms of reach. He's got long limbs, um, and I think he uses it very well. And you see that in his wins. He does use it very well. He beat CJ Vergara. I thought that he looked really, really good in that fight. Um, I was there live. I was impressed with how he used his distance. He lost to Manel Cap by TKO, as do have a lot of people. He lost to Brian Kelleher. That's a good loss. Um, yeah, I, I, and then, you know, he beat Jimmy Rivera. Or Jerome Rivera. Shit, my bad. Um, beat Jerome Rivera. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's better than people give him credit for. Uh, Ode Osborne. He's ten to four. Good fighter. And then you know his opponent, four and three record. Um, lost to uh, Tyson Nam. Um, Madarji lost to two and or one and two in his last three. And I, I think he's gonna lose again. I'm going to say uh, Ode Osborne wins by decision here. I think he uses that length, stays on the outside, doesn't get caught with anything, doesn't get taken down, um, you know, just kind of picks him apart on the feet and rides his way 15 minutes to a decision victory. And I think that's what he needs to do. So I'm going to say Ode Osborne wins by decision, and I'm pretty confident in that pick. Uh, next fight, Korean Silva versus Poliana Botello. Um, two Brazilian girls... Once again, if you want to be completely honest, I really haven't looked much into this fight. I'll give you a prediction because why not? But if you want to be completely honest, I haven't watched much tape. Um, Mateo, she lost to, uh, you know, like Luana Carolina, uh, Julia Robertson, Cynthia Calvillo. I, I, I don't know. You know, I, and Silva, I'm almost positive... Yeah, this is her UFC debut. So I'm going to fade the Dana White's Contender Series just because I'm going to go with Botelio, minus 105, as the underdog. Um, but once again, guys, it's not a confident pick. Don't go run as a sports book in place of, you know, five-unit play on Botelio. Um, but yeah, I, I once again, like these women fights, unless you're unless it's like a top five or top ten versus top ten fight, like, I really don't care. I, unless I really see value on one side and... Here I really don't. I don't know much about them. Um, so I, I, I'm not going to lie to you guys and tell you guys that I know these fighters like that, these women, when I, and realistically, like, I just don't care. Um, so yeah, once again, complete shot in the dark. Couldn't care less, uh, but we'll go with Patello. All right, back to the men. Uh, Michael Trezano, he is fighting Lucas Almeida. Uh, Almeida, I want to say, yeah. This is his first true UFC fight. He was on Dana White's Contender Series. Trezano lost to Hakeem Dawadu in a good fight. I want to say he also lost to Grant Dawson, which isn't a terrible loss. He beat Luis Pena. Um, he beat Ludovic Klein as well, I want to say. Yeah, I, I'm almost positive I got that right. Uh, Michael Trezano. Yes, he did. I remember that fight. Uh, Trezano's going to win a decision here, guys. He's minus 230 on the money line. You can get him by decision at plus 100. Or, yeah, I think like plus 100 or minus, one, minus 110. Pretty much even money. Take that. Uh, I really wanted to make that my best bet this week, but I saw value elsewhere. Um, but I do have units on it. Um, and I am putting that out. 
I'll tell you that right now. I think Trezano by decision is money. He doesn't have any power in his hands whatsoever. Negative power, not much submission threat, but he somehow wins these fights by decision every single time. Kind of like a Caitlin Chukakian. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go Trezano here by decision. I think this is a no-brainer. Um, so yeah, that's the official play is Trezano by decision. All right, next up, big fight. One of my favorite prospects and one of the prospects I'm highest on, 15-0, Mafsar Evloev. Uh, he is fighting Dan Ige, who's been around for a while. Evloev, 5'7", 145. Wins over Hakeem Dawadu, Nick Lentz, Mike Rundy, Edson Barboza. Or not Edson Barboza, what the fuck? Enrique Barboza. Why did I think that was Edson? Um, and uh, Sungwoo Choi. I saw Ibar Boza. I was like, it was featherweight. My bad, guys. And he also beat uh, Sergey Morozov, who, um, you know, isn't that bad. Just lost to Disova Diandraj, but he beat him. Um, and Dan Ige, right? People forget how good Dan Ige is, or how many good guys he's fought. Josh Emmett, Book Zombie, Calvin Cater. Uh, he's fought them all, lost to them all, but beat Edson Barboza, uh, lost to Julio Arce. But he's been in the UFC for a while. Um, but one thing we have seen with Danny Gay is a struggle in grappling. Korean Zombie held him there for a long time, dominated that fight to a decision and won. I think it's going to be similar here with Evloyev. Um, you know, he's one of those Russian wrestlers. Averages four minutes of takedowns, and the only reason it's not higher is because he sits on the guy the whole round and controls pretty much the whole time. He lands 50% of his takedowns. I think he's going to land the same amount here. Puts out higher strikes per minute than Ige, too. So even the thing Ige, I thought, had an advantage in, or maybe still does have an advantage in, Evloev statistically is better. Has the reach advantage, same height, but Evloev's minus 400 for a reason, guys. Um, he, I'm, I'm extremely high on Evloev. I, I watched his fight. The fight that really made me like turn my head was his Nick Lentz fight, and then when he beat Hakeem Dawadu the way he did, I was like, yeah, like... Fuck, this guy's really good. Um, and I'm, I'm super high on him. Nobody wants to fight this guy, so respect to Danny Gay for taking it. But I just, the path of victory here is a knockout, and we haven't seen Evloyev, you know, in any type of trouble. So I'm going to go with Evloyev here by decision. Um, I think that's the smartest play. Uh, I do have him parlayed up with Alexander Volkov for my five unit best bet. And I'll explain that one in a minute, but. Um, Pretty much just to, to finish up talking about, you know, this, this Danny Gay Evloy fight. I just think it's 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 one of those things, you know, where they ha- that, that Dagestani style, you know, Khabib had it, Islam has it. Um, you know what's coming, you just can't do anything about it, and it's so frustrating, but you see it all the time when these guys fight. Um, and I just think we're going to see that again, another, you know, master class of that Sambo style. And I think we're going to see Evloev upgrade to 16-0. And, and I really want to see him get in there with somebody like a, you know, a, a Bryce Mitchell or a, a Giga Chikadze. Somebody, you know, higher up than Dan Ige because this guy's a problem for a lot of featherweights. Um, you know, he could even fight a guy in the top five, um, you know, if he does win a fight versus a Giga or a, a Thug Nasty. Um, that would be a fight I'd be interested in watching. But for right now, he's fighting Dan Ige. He's going to beat Dan Ige in my eyes. Evloev by decision at, I believe, minus 170 is what I like the most. If you're going to take a prop. Main event time. Alexander Volkov, Jairzino Rosenstrike, heavyweights. Volkov coming in at a minus 160 favorite. 
the return on Jairzina Rosenstrike plus one thirty-five. Um, so they have Rosenstrike listed at six foot two here. He's not six foot two. He's five eleven. We saw that you know he was because if Blades is listed at six four, we saw Rosenstrike was like way shorter than him. Blades towered over him, um, and I think that. Like, I, I don't know. I just think Volkov's six foot seven, So he might be, like, a whole eight inches taller in there. I'm not even kidding. And the reach, Volkov has an 80-inch reach. Rosenstrike allegedly has a 78-inch reach, but he's also allegedly 6'2". I don't buy it. Um, Rosenstrike fights like a pussy as well. He just stands there. That's why everybody calls him Frozen Strike. Unless he's fighting somebody who he knows he can knock out, he just fights like a, a, a pussy. Um, we saw that, you know, when he, when he knocked out Augusto Sakai... Um, he wasn't scared of Augusto Sakai, and Augusto Sakai also fights like a pussy. Volkov doesn't fight like a pussy, but he do- he doesn't fight like a-, a savage either. But at the same time, Volkov's fought a lot of guys. He's fought Tani Aspinall, Marcin Tybora, Ciro Gan, Overeem, Harris, Curtis Blades, Greg Cardi, Derek Lewis, Fabrizio Verdun, Stefan Struve. A lot of people. Um, a lot of top-ranked people as well. And... Rosenstrike, uh, three and or two and three in his last five with losses against Blades, Gone and Nganu, wins over Augusto Sakai and JDS, beat Overeem, beat Arlovsky, but I don't think he's gonna be able to close the distance here. I think this is gonna be a lot similar to that Cyril Gone fight with uh, with Rosenstrike. I, I just think Rosenstrike's gonna fight like a pussy. Maybe he'll try and land like twice through the five rounds and just get picked apart. Um, the it, maybe Volkov is susceptible to the takedown, but Rosenstrike isn't a wrestler, but he's put out like some clips on Instagram of him wrestling. I think that's bullshit. I don't think he's maybe able to close the distance anyway because Volkov has a really good team kick up the middle. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go Volkov here. I think he's going to win by decision. Um, Rosenstrike just, once again, just doesn't move the needle for me. Um, I think he's going to be a guy who beats everybody outside the top 10 he fights, but when he fights anybody within that like Eight range, seven range, whatever it may be, uh, he'll lose, or and then yes, he'll lose. And then Volkov's the type of guy he can't beat anybody in the top five. But if you give him like the seventh, you know, eighth, ninth, uh, like a Tybora or something like that, he'll beat them. So I think this is you know another type of fight like that where you know Volkov does his business and Rosenstrike can't win, um, and then Volkov will go on and fight whoever it may be, uh, you know. If the loser of Blades and Aspinall lose that fight, or the, you know maybe Tui Vaza after you know he loses to Cyril Gone, maybe you know they throw Volkov in there and he loses that fight. You know he's just a guy who can't crack that that top top rank uh, into that top five. So I'm gonna go with Volkov here though. I think he's way superior to Rosenstrike. I think the plan has been put out on Rosenstrike. He hasn't fought since that Curtis Blades fight, which is you know a long time ago. It was nine months ago. Volkov, you know, think granted he hasn't looked great in his last few. Um, he's also fought like way better competition, in my opinion. And then he's he's three and two in his last uh, in his last five, and he fights pretty often. You know, five fights in the last two years, almost year and a half, which is good. And you know, look at the guys he lost to: Cyril Gane and Tom Aspinall, future of the division. So yeah, Volkov is the play here. Um, I, I think, you know, he's 33 years old. He's he's still sort of in his prime, I would say. Um, I think he gets the job done this weekend. I'm going to say by decision, I think that's definitely the, the best play here. 
if you're going to take a prop. Uh, you could maybe take like round four or round five uh, knockout. You could also take the over two and a half or three and a half. Uh, there's a lot of ways to approach this fight. Um, and I'll update you guys on the Twitter with plays. Um, you know, if I take an over, like if I take uh, Volkov, you know, for a quarter unit by knockout in the fourth, fifth, I may take uh, Volkov. I may even I may even do like a three unit straight or a four unit straight, which I rarely, rarely do. Um, on a FanDuel exclusive bet, Volkov uh, round four or five finish or by decision. The odds on that will probably be like minus 120. I may use that as a four unit play. Um, and, and pair that along with the best bet for five units, which is Diavloyev and Volkov Moneyline Parlay. Uh, that just pays about... I got it at plus 110. I don't know if you're going to get that now. I don't know what the price has gone down to. Um, once again, I put this play out on Monday. So you guys, if you didn't get it, you know, I, I'm sorry, but um, I did what I could. But thank you guys for listening. Um, I can't wait to watch these fights. And I can't wait to do the show next week for UFC 275, Glover versus Prohashka. Um, I've... You know, already started doing tape study on that. Uh, I've just been really busy, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely do that episode. It may not be later in the week. Uh, it may not be until later in the week. But in the meantime, I hope you guys you know enjoy, and I hope we catch this weekend. So thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you around.